and we're in. Oh wow, that is so loud. <laughs> All right, let me try and turn the levels down. Wowzers, trousers. But we're in town. Ta- tell tell them where we're at. One o'clock. We're at Wandsworth Radio, one till three. It's and Sam Peck and Mark Ellings. On shouldn't you be working? Oi oi. <laughs> <laughs> no, the levels is crazy loud. Something like Mark. Look at that. <laughs> I think it's because the like the the headphone volume is incredibly loud in my ears. So like anything I say is like. <laughs> that, that made that go. The cats and dogs listening to this radio show are going to be <laughs> screaming. <laughs> I think that's is that jeez. But we're geez. in. So what's the concept, Sam? Run right. through. So essentially, shouldn't you be working? It's all about we interview people with interesting jobs to find out if the reality meets the expectation of having those dream jobs. <laughs> and this week we are interviewing Zoe Tarani, a travel blogger. Uh, who's been to 44 countries and six continents mm. and that's going to be coming up in the second hour of the show yeah uh, very interesting interview uh, one of our better ones yeah well it was more, one of the more slicker interviews I'd say mm. and L- the quality of the interview is actually not dreadful exactly because some of the historical interviews <laughs> have been painful to the ears yeah like genuinely just like wow is that uh, is that an interview or is that just a crow yeah like, <laughs> a, lot, a lot of feedback and people were like I think it downloaded wrong on my because it, it like really hurt my ears and I'm like yeah it was definitely your download yeah like because when we actually did it it was really good it was like we were in the room next to you yeah it was, it was like so smooth gently whispering in your ear but to tie in with the theme of being a travel blogger we're talking about travel in general but it's what the good sides of travel the bad sides of travel and did we have one other section just holidays i think (laughs) (laughs) the thing is because i mean we aren't globetrotters ourselves are we speak for yourself (laughs) mark's been to malaga for like the last 10 years every year and that's is that all you've literally done going to the ocean club with the essex boys yeah like oh it's dj mark (laughs) (laughs) well yeah because they've always been to like 44 countries but i so i think i've been to like 42 less than (laughs) yeah i'd honestly say i think and i was when i was uh, thinking about 44 i was like wow that's maybe i've been to that many and then i was like wait portugal genuinely (laughs) six years in a row and then yeah i've been to australia and sri lanka but that's only three countries i haven't left I haven't gone on like a flight. I mean, this sounds, you know, there's a lot of people who don't go on like long, but I haven't been on a long flight since I was 16. So for kind of a travel episode, I'm probably the wrong person to have in this room. We are the probably the worst people to be hosting that. And that's luckily why we've got Zoe Tarani later in the show yeah. to t- t- talk us through actually being an adventurer and being brave because we're not brave. And being, and being a successful travel blogger on Instagram. So for people who want to up their likes. Yeah, because if you want to follow her, it's at zoe.tarani. Um, and yeah, she's got loads of cool pictures, like GoPro, like all her pictures and stuff like that. Razor, which I'm jealous truck. about. Yeah, yeah. So, should we te- get our texter fired up? Yeah. So essentially, as ever, on shouldn't you be working? If you are listening live, we want your feedback, and not even feedback, just interaction, because we need the content. <laughs> so, what we'll do? Ask a little question, and if you get it right. We'll send you a mug. We sent, I think it was Paul last week, a mug. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know if it arrived. Um, oh, he lives in Aberdeen, doesn't he? Yeah, so that is confusing and hard to send to, uh, especially as our local distributor, a.k.a. Mark, um, <laughs> he lives in he lives in Wandsworth. Um, actually, New Cross. New Cross, yeah, well, yeah. Are we allowed to say that? (laughs) I feel like that. If be a presenter here, you've got to live within half a mile of the radio station. Which is pretty hard. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But no, yeah, so the text of this week is... What's the world's most delayed flight? Yeah. And it's not, I have to say, because I think some flights get pushed back by like three days. It's 
with you being within the airport. Yeah, and like it's not like, well, technically this flight got cancelled, so it never yeah. happened. It's like, that is a stupid answer. That's not what we need. We need time on the tarmac. We need time in the airport. Exactly. Not, we went away and then we just went back to Greece for two days. Yeah, like when that... Trapped in an airport. Yeah, like when that volcano in Iceland went off. Do you remember that? Yeah, that actually really screwed some of my friends over. So Casey Conduct, who is a avid listener of the show, <laughs> purely because he's my best mate, um, he was trapped in, I don't, want, I don't want to say like Italy or something like that, or maybe like Croatia, mm. and he had to get a 26-hour bus home Whoa. because of it. What, did they? Did the airline just they just because like it was either you can wait like until the air is clean enough to fly in, or you have to make alternative travel plans. And I think Casey's dad's like a head teacher, and like school was starting, and like his mum's like a nurse or something. It was like we just can't not oh. go back to work, and they had to get a twenty-six hour coach. I think for everyone else during that Iceland thing, who was abroad at the time, had the most chill time because I think they just got put up for free. So it's just I got to spend a week longer than wherever they were, you know. But I think that's just your posh rich vibes. What? You know, it's like so like my dad just actually got like the MD back in and like he <laughs> kinda like ran the show for a couple more weeks. It's really the, funny. They offered the company jet, but we just thought, nah. Yeah, because like why would you use it when you're actually already in Mauritius? <laughs> yeah. Uh no, that is not true. I need someone who got to who they were in Malaga at <laughs> my uh, my second home. <laughs> Spiritual home, yeah. And they and but then the airport no the airline put them up in Torremolinos in like the worst place possible and it was just them like dealing with gangs for a week. So nice. it wasn't that nice. That's tasty. So the the texture again is what's the longest or most delayed flight ever? Well the Guinness Book of World Records one. <laughs> um if you want to get in touch we usually have a jingle, but I don't know how to do the, twi- the, the Twitter jingle. I know, we've lost our producer. <laughs> yeah, I think it's like number 20 on this little box thing, but I'm too scared to touch that. Mm. Um, but essentially, it is... At, is it? Well, at, uh, yeah. at Wandsworth Radio, yeah. phone is 020-7622-3636. No one's going to phone in. If you call in, just let us know. Yeah, right? that'd <laughs> let be, us know. If someone does call in, genuinely... Thank you. Yeah. Um, but also, <laughs> you can I nearly, get... I nearly went out the Wi-Fi password. <laughs> yeah. And if you want some free Wi-Fi, uh, <laughs> the password is... Uh, and you can also get in touch on Instagram. Oh, my word. Someone's actually calling in. That's um, terrifying. Oh, no. It stopped. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but if you want to get in touch via Twitter as well or Instagram, you can either do it at Sam Leepek, at Shark Ellings, or at SYB Working. <laughs> You're back with Sam Peck and Mark Ellings. On. Shouldn't you be working? On. <laughs> What's that radio? <laughs> hey. hey. Five out of five. We've got our first text in. Yeah. Uh, well, tweet in. Uh, this is genuinely from the funk man. Oh, uh, funky. Uh, and he said, is it 31 hours? That's very close. <laughs> so, oh man, it could be. It could be. I don't know. Uh, yeah, but have another go. Yeah. Get we'll, that we'll, mug. Keep him coming in, I suppose. But yeah, most delayed flight within the airport. And it's not that guy which Tom Hanks did that film about where he's there for 29 years or something. What's that? Is that a transition man yeah, or something? Like in tra- terminal. 
Terminal or is it in transit? In transit, it's another one. Another yeah, one. wasn't it played by Bill Murray? No, definitely Tom Hanks. Are you sure? Yeah, it's his only uh, bad film, but it's not that one. <laughs> is it? Is bad? Is it a bad film? Yeah, it's. A, have you not seen it? No, I haven't because I don't watch every Tom Hanks film. But except <laughs> for I did watch The Circle the other day, and I think I mentioned this before. That and that is the worst <laughs> film I've ever seen. Yeah, that is the worst. But away from this cutting edge uh, film criticism that we're doing, <laughs> it's yeah. like IMDb's in the room. Yeah, was that a bad film? Yeah. That's a bad film. It was Bad. That's also just quickly on IMBD. Never trust IMBD. What are you talking about? You know why? Because they gave Brother Bear through thirty-eight percent. Good. And Brother Bear is one of the greatest films of all time. That's a bad film. Have you that's, seen Brother Bear? That's like you're just classic someone who likes bad films. It's like my my mate who who's really into horror films. I love horror. And he's like, <laughs> they're all one out of five star on Netflix and stuff. And he's like, one thing you got to learn, bro. Never trust Netflix. <laughs> no, you never trust Netflix. You always trust Netflix. Star no, rating. that's awful. They gave Brother Bear thirty-eight percent. Yeah, and they give all the horror. He's like, he's like, hey, Paranormal Activity six. He's like, they gave that one out of star. That's four out of five. And I was like, <laughs> you're mental. It's true though, no. because all horror films also get slated as well. If you find a horror film with like a ninety percent. You're like that's going to be like an Oscar-winning horror mm. film because most of them have got about forty percent. Because most of them are terrible. Most of them are terrible. We watched one called In My Mother's Eyes the other day, and I mean, for the first hour, it was painfully slow. <laughs> yeah. And then we gave up, and then we read the synopsis, and like everything cool was about to happen, <laughs> and it was like good. Well, what's the scariest film? Have you, have you ever watched a scary film that's actually genuinely scared the, the bejesus out of? Yeah, you? when I was twelve, and I know we're doing a, a holiday special, so yeah. it's got now to do with it. But we will come back to that. Um, the scariest film I've ever watched was when I went to my friend Callum Strachan's sleepover when we were twelve, and I watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and it was like the old, like the, the better yeah. one because there's been like a remake. And I remember being with like twelve of his friends from like football, and I'm not a football lad anyway. And literally, like, there being a dog, like, barking at me whilst we were watching this film, being like, oh, they're going to cry. And then I went upstairs and cried. Nah. And then I came downstairs and they were all like, were you crying? And I was like, this is hands down one of the worst times of my life. Nah, I was thinking about football. <laughs> yeah, I was actually just thinking about Zidane. <laughs> I was picking my fantasy team. And they're like, no, thank God. Yeah, oh, cool, man. Nice. So who's in it? Um, David Seaman. <laughs> Any footballer, the guy, the Portuguese guy with the six pack, yeah, Cristiano Ronaldo. <laughs> um, but scary stuff. You've got a scary story, haven't you? I do have a scary story, and it's actually to do with travel as well, which is a nasty. That's what I was trying to do. I know, and I ruined the. Uh, I know. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but essentially, my sister got married in Italy last year. Very nice affair, for sure. Italiano, a portofino. <laughs> it was a fancy <laughs> an occasion. Milano. <laughs> Milano. It was great. Um, and on the flight over there, we were like all my family were on the plane because obviously it was going for my sister's wedding, and we were just you know cruising thirty thousand feet or something, mm. and then all of a sudden it just went mogo mogo. Are you joking? Not even joking. Right? Mogo mogo. Emergency emergency. Like uh, a port. Uh, report all cabin staff to the front. And it was like, oh my <laughs> word. And like everyone in the plane was like, yeah, <laughs> you know. Like, oh. And then literally one second later, I just went, sorry, that was an accident. Um, oh. Nothing to worry about. Everyone just have a good time. And everyone was like, <sighs> <laughs> Just hear the cabinet, the captain over the intercom go, wait. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Nice one, <laughs> nice one. <laughs> I had, when we were flying over France, uh, 
with my entire family again. I was only like 10 years old and two fighter planes came up and followed us for like an hour. What? And I remember at the time, because I was 10, I was like, that's so cool. I was like, the army's outside. And my mum at the time, I think she kept a cool, but like now I talk about it with my mum and she is like, I honestly thought they were going to down that entire jet. Because could you imagine that happening? That would, like, if I saw that now, I'd be like, somehow we need to get off this yeah. plane. And you'd be looking, because you, like, you could see the pilot, they were so close, you could see the fighter pilot. That's and you'd be looking at them going like, nodding, like, is everything all right? Yeah, like looking at them being going like, it's all good. <laughs> yeah, and they'd be like, oh, we cool. Yeah. Like, don't, bro. Like, seriously. <laughs> and then he just shakes his head and you go, and he's like, oh. and it's like, what? <laughs> I remember me and Lucy, so my girlfriend, we went to, uh, this is like one of our first dates ages ago, and we went to Dalston, and this is when I didn't live in London, mm. and I went to like one of those really dodgy cab houses, Yeah. and I remember being like, we need to get a taxi, because like Uber, <laughs> didn't use Uber or something, yeah. and they were like, yeah, sure, get in this taxi, and I was like, this taxi doesn't really look like a licensed taxi, and I remember the whole time just being like, talking to the taxi driver being like, just don't kill me, please. <laughs> and that was mainly because I was scared of London. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I li- that's the first time I ever went in London. But then it was unlicensed because like, they were like, we need a taxi. And then he was like, yeah, sweet, just follow me. And we had to like walk with a guy down a silent street. That's what, exactly what I did. And it's yeah. like, that doesn't seem legit. And I was just talking to his ki- about him like with his kids, you know, like, do you have kids? I'm a child. Yeah. Don't kill me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we could be friends. Yeah. I could be friends with your children. I can help you out. I'll pay you double if that's what's needed. And honestly, slightly macabre thing as well when all your family are on the plane you're kind of like ah, if it does go down it'll be alright because <laughs> like all my family's there you can't know it's the FOMO isn't it because you're mates yeah because you're, like, uh, you're always like I'm going out next weekend be gutted if I miss that what you die <laughs> I, no it's more like you know if I die like, at least my sister's not going to be sad because she's dead as well <laughs> oh, don't, don't. sorry let's, let's, move on, let's move on alright uh, but you've done yeah the emergency flights um we're probably talking about the worst bits about holidays, right? But we've yeah. got illness coming up. <laughs> yeah, we've got a few other things. So you're back with Sam Peck and Mark Ellings on Shouldn't You Be Working on Wandsworth Radio. Mark's currently on the toilet. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> I'll uh, I'll just take it solo for a minute. And we've got the news coming up at half past. But just quickly, we did have a... Tweet in about the texter, which is what is the most the world's most delayed flight? And someone's uh, what was it? Will Jeffrey, was it? Jesmond. Will Jesmond. God, I should really get that name right. Will Jesmond came in with a, just a ridiculously highball number of a hundred hours. It's never going to be the case. Um, but thank you. So you do not win the mug. And. We are back in. Piggy Little Sam is chewing his little chocolates, aren't you? So I have to do the intro. <laughs> you can hear the chew. So this is Shouldn't You Be Working. We're doing our travel special. Um, Zoe Tehran is on later. Travel blogger extraordinaire. But for now, Sam and I are giving our hot take on travel in general, which is minimal. <laughs> yeah, and also, it also seems like we just don't like traveling. <laughs> yeah, because when we were doing the prep beforehand, we were like, what should we talk about? And you are like, illness? And then I was like, flight delays? And we are like, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> but on the illness thing. So we found this article. Well, yeah, your mic's up. Oh, good. Yeah, and when we were looking for content earlier, uh, we found there was this one article on top five things that can go wrong on holidays. One of them is flight delays, thus why the texter of what is the world's longest delayed flight. Mm. 
Uh, we actually have had the right answer, uh, and I'm not going to say who it is just yet. The answers will come in at the end. Um, but you can still win, all right? There's multiple mugs to go, and it just says, shouldn't you be working? And it's a really nice mug. Um, and it, you know, stores hot liquids. Uh, but we also found that article that had other things on it as well. So this one was one of the worst things that can go wrong on holiday is getting ill on holiday. Mm. Have you ever been ill on a holiday? M- myself. I've been ill multiple times. I think in Egypt... But, I mean, we know the illness that we're talking about. Everyone gets the same illness. I mean, but it's going to be hard to talk about it on the rod. A jippy belly? A jippy belly. Um, Delhi belly, as you call it when you travel through India? Yeah. yeah. That's, 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 a fame, that's the thing. It's for food poisoning, I think you can say food as well. Food poisoning. Okay. Yeah, food poisoning's fine. Yeah, yeah. I got it in Egypt, and I was wearing those trousers that you can tie around the bottoms. Nice. And I had to what? use them. Oh, gross. What, to, like, keep it in? <laughs> <laughs> That's absolutely. Have you not like just got a, like the sniffles before? Before we jump straight to, like a pair of uh, uh, what are they called? Uh, where you where you go fishing? Yes. Um, what are they called, Joe? When waist waist high, I, big I, boots. <laughs> honestly, I've, I, I know what they are. I just don't know the technical <laughs> name for them. Oh, I know them. Uh, Patagonia just bought out a pair the other day. Really? What are they like? Trench trench sweatpants. Flood, flood pants. We'll call them flood pants because <laughs> that sounds fair. Waders. Waders? Are yeah, you sure? they're called waders. Waders sounds like a delicious packet of crisps. So I, it was like I was wearing... <laughs> <laughs> I'll have a packet of waders, please. It yes, was, please. It was like I was wearing a pair of waders, but instead of keeping the water out, I was keeping the waste in. <laughs> oh, that is absolutely horrible, mate. I'm trying to think. My, the only other one that I have is my friend's brother-in-law <laughs> uh, we went on he went on holiday to Greece and there was this awesome buffet I remember the buffet so clearly it was amazing like every breakfast was like pancakes eggs sausage whatever you want it had it mainly those three things <laughs> yeah, um, pancakes eggs sausages three things <laughs> pancakes or sausage or egg or egg or sausage and pancake <laughs> or an omelette <laughs> yeah or a pancake and a sausage um, but the breakfast buffet was amazing and he was walking away from it and oh, gross, Mark. Uh, just sniffed, it, snorted away from the camera. Um, and when he was coming back from the buffet, he dropped a little bit of bread. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he went, oh, a bit of bread on the floor. I'll, it's fine. I'll just pick it up. Picked it up, ate it. And then that night, <laughs> like explosive <laughs> food poisoning <laughs> in bed. So he blames the bread. Yeah, because I think that's going to be the most logical explanation. Because I think about it, those kind of places are like a hotbed of... What type of places? Like buffets where people like walk yeah. around like barefoot and stuff. Uh, yeah, it's be- and buffets in general because that's literally like they cook the meat and then they put it on a warm plate for hours. One thing that I, I don't think, this is more like a, the good part of travel. Yeah, not just always the bad things like getting food poisoning. What, the buffet? The buffet was obviously great. It's a buffet as well, not buffet. It's a buffet. Isn't it just? Is that the posh way of saying it? No, it's the right way of saying it. No, it's (laughs) it's actually the Queen's way of saying buffet. Um, No. So anyway, the good side of holiday isn't just the buffet, which I would say definitely is part of the good side. Yeah. But did you ever have like little summer romances when you were a kid? I think it was more me falling head over heels in love with someone whilst at kids camp and then the two weeks would end 
and they would say they didn't like me. Yeah, exactly. But like, <laughs> I, I remember like so often as a kid being like, also, uh, you were a chunky little kid, weren't you? Yeah. I was a chunky little kid, so. Just trotting my way around the pool. <laughs> yeah, I remember never really, vo- like the girls were never vibing me. <laughs> <laughs> Come here, guys. There he is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys are so funny. Um, but I remember there was this one holiday, same holiday, where my friend, it was, it was my brother-in-law, uh, stepbrother who had the food poisoning. Yeah. Um, same holiday. It was like quite an activity holiday. So you went to Greece, you could like do sailing and shit. Was it Sunset? Stuff like that. Mark Warner? Might have been one of those. It was cool, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I remember you obviously could go off and do things with people your own age. So I think I was like 13, 14, so Ooh. an incredibly oh. awkward age. Yeah. yeah, like, oh, great. Like, I'm still a bit gross, and that guy's got like a six pack, <laughs> yeah. and that girl's fully developed. And, and, you I, know, like, and I've only got three teeth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so greasy. And I am, you know, not looking good right now. <laughs> so pale as well when you're that age. And I remember going off with these, it's like group of people at the beginning of the week and like playing water polo with them and essentially nearly drowning and being like, you know what? I hated every second of that, <laughs> yeah. so I'm not going to do. And then I remember at the end of the holiday, this makes me sound like such a loser. At the end of the holiday, they were all in the pool, like singing "Umbrella" by Rihanna. Oh. You know, like "Umbrella," like literally all being the best mates. And I was there just with my dad and my little brother, being like, <laughs> "This is not what I wanted oh, to happen." No. <laughs> that is a sad story. But that actually isn't the good side of holidays. Again, I just had only bad holiday experiences. I'll tell you what. And I did a, I did a two week like one of those holidays where it's activity based, mm. and I went to beach club, which was what sixteen year old went to for the two weeks and at the time because you know when your parents are like get involved and you're like nah that'll suck but yeah. it was actually the best time I've ever had but then people you have to like everyone grows up so fast when a group of 16 year olds hang around together because they all think they're like 20 and stuff yeah and you go get let out into a town in Turkey and someone's like I better go buy some fags <laughs> and you're like <laughs> What? It's like, like, I was literally like with my mum five minutes ago. And now I'm like buying camels. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I don't need four cigarettes in one sitting. <laughs> but I'm going to do them. <laughs> no, I never really did that. Mark said, so you're back, we shouldn't be working at it's Sam Peck and... Mark Ellings. On... Shouldn't you be working on Wandsworth Radio? Oh, you're an idiot. <laughs> you're not even listening. I am listening. You're not You're not even paying attention. I can see it in your eyes. You're like dossing over. It's because you're right? restricting things for me now. I wanted to see... <laughs> I wanted to see the tweets we got, and you literally didn't let me see the screen. You're not allowed. You're not in the driving seat, are you? <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, what have we got coming up now? Our favourite subject being... Lads. <laughs> lads, 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 clap, lads, <laughs> clap. If you are a lad, tweet in right now. Yeah, lads, get in touch. Yeah, seriously, we need the lads. <laughs> are the lads in the house? Jump, jump, jump. But what's the, <laughs> what's the mo- you know, what's the pilgrimage that every lad makes at least once in their life? Uh, uh, to Ilfacoom. why Ilfracoon well essentially when we were 15 16 so when do you finish year 11 oh 16 yeah 16 we were like let's do a lads holiday everyone goes to New Quay Mm. we were like no let's not do that let's not be sheep let's go to Ilfracoon and go (laughs) camping (laughs) Uh, well yeah I mean I'm laughing but we lit everyone was like everyone's going to New Quay where should we go and we ended up going to the Lake District (laughs) In a youth hostel, it was so boring because everyone else <laughs> underage drinking and nuking, and we're there literally like doing an expedition. <laughs> yeah, that's awful. Yeah, I should have just done the classic underage drinking thing because, like, not that we condone underage no. drinking, by the way, because it's bad and you shouldn't do it. You should be 
18 or with a consenting adult. Actually, I don't even know if that's the rules. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you're with someone over 18, you can do what you want. Again, we do not think that's the rules. You've got to have a, isn't it to be under 18, like you've got to have a full roast dinner and then you can have a pint of ale or something like that. I feel like that's probably something like your parents have said to you just because they obviously wanted a drop of the plonk. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine to give Marky little, he's had a whole roast dinner, haven't you? Got to start him early. <laughs> he wants a nose like his daddy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you went to Wolf Cream Lake District, but did you ever go to the travel theme, which is the a Greek island or anything? No. So, oh yeah, it's, it's the travel theme. That's why we're talking about lads' holidays now. Um, and no, I never did a foreign lads' holiday until last year. Yeah, but that was a cool one. Wasn't we it? went to Croatia to a festival, and it was absolutely the best time of my life. Yes, but that's different to most lads' holidays because le- most lads' holidays are like. A- just a lesson in absolute hell. <laughs> yeah, my little brother actually went to uh, Benicassim last year. Yeah. And he said, like, it sounded amazing, but when you're 17, never been abroad on your own, really. He'd been on, like, school trips, but you've got adults to kind of organise it. On the way back, they booked, like, a coach that they missed, <laughs> so then they had to get a train or something. And apparently, A, they left five hours, not, like, six hours early for their flight and it took them four hours to get to the airport and then they had six hours to wait that was it so essentially they were like traveling (laughs) 10 hours and they said that like joe was like they were going like absolutely (laughs) mental by the end of it and i don't blame them that'd be so boring it's so those lads holidays are so horrible when we went my mate Auto, like, immediately contacted swine flu. Like we touched, <laughs> we touched down in Zanti, and my mate was like, "Burning up, boys." <laughs> and I'm we're not like, feeling too good. Like, Come on, mate, man up. And then like, in we went to the doctors, and they were like, "It's swine flu." <laughs> throw him in and it was like an army hospital full of 16 to 18 year old English kids just like laid out everyone's got swine flu he actually got swine flu yeah 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 that is so jokes I can't believe it he was there for two weeks we left him <laughs> in the hospital yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, but then he was just really dehydrated oh, I think yeah. he was making it up <laughs> classic um, and the, it's just like having I mean the entire thing is you have like two hours sleep a day and you're in a climate which is 40 degrees plus yeah and you're hungover. well even croatia like even though i i stand by it, it was sensational like, i went to ultra dance festival i think we spoke about it in a previous podcast and probably talk about it in a minute but the festival started at nine and finished at 7 a.m every night and like we were staying what i could only call the equivalent of a prison because it was like not like a prison tower yeah. <laughs> it was like staying in saruman's tower <laughs> and we were staying really high up so it took an hour to get from the festival back to our house yeah, yeah. every night at 7 a.m so we'd go to bed at like 8 get up at 2 a.m uh, 2 p.m the next day and be like i'm so tired and then we'd go to the beach and just start drinking and it's just that the side of it was horrible the actual festival part was I think we, when we were in Zanti, we found out that the chink, the cheapest drink we could get hold of was a liter of schnapps, <laughs> <laughs> peach schnapps. And if you drink like half a liter of schnapps, one, your teeth are dust. There is so much sugar, and you literally get like lung cramps. They like use so much sugar in your system, and then you just have like a banging headache and it's horrible <laughs> my uh, my friend well i say my friend it was me at uni we saw that they were selling ginger wine uh for like a 
two pounds in Tesco's mm. and they're like, what? This all drinks and ginger wine. <laughs> ginger and you know what ginger wine is? Yeah. It's, it's like a mixer that you have like... Whiskey Mac. Yeah, so essentially we had got loads of ginger wine that was like 13% and it was like drinking syrup. <laughs> yeah, it's so incredibly sweet. It was disgusting because you couldn't do anything. Yeah. My Ilfacum, going back to my Ilfacum story when I was 15, very similar vibes. Like we got there and we'd all done this really big shop at the local supermarket and then we travelled... 30 minutes to where we were camping so local amenities were nigh <laughs> yeah like nothing around <laughs> us yeah Ilfacoom city like the city Ilfacoom town was an eight mile walk away <laughs> so we were like did you do it yeah we were on the outskirts of Ilfacoom <laughs> so it wasn't even like Ilfacoom we were like really in the middle of nowhere and I remember I got all of this food because it was like you know what I'm here for like four days I'm gonna need to eat something and put the bags down and then we went for this walk around uh, around the campsite and to get down to the beach to see what it all looked like. Came back and just all my food had been ravaged by seagulls. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember like, oh no. And everyone else was like, oh, oh we put our food in the in the tent. And it was like, why did you tell me to do that? <laughs> because seagulls, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had no idea. My f- <laughs> When me and my friends, we went for like a weekend trip on the Isle of Wight. Again, just don't go. It's like a desolate field. (laughs) (laughs) But me and uh, my friend got a crab sandwich, which he was looking forward to because we were so hungry. You know, you you can't even control what you eat when you're away with the guys when you're that age because you're like, when do we eat lunch? (laughs) Yeah, I'm so hungry. (laughs) I'm so hungry. But then like the sandwich is like five pounds and you've got like 30 pounds spending money for the entire trip. But anyway, he got this crab sandwich. And uh, as he went to take the first bite, Seagull picked it up, <laughs> took it from him, came back round and pooed on his head. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> Such similar vibes. And we got off the bus at Ilfacoom. And also, to get to Ilfacoom, <laughs> we got up at something like 6am. I mean, it was the night Michael Jackson died. Um, <laughs> we got up at 6am because we were like, we want a full day when we get there. Got up at 6, got to the Trisalhampton train station. Then got like, well, it felt like eight different <laughs> transport like links because <laughs> we went to like Bath and then we got like a smaller and like a- every train station we went to, the train got smaller and smaller yeah. until like we were on like <laughs> this Pony like, Express. Yeah, exactly. Like pulled along by the horses and yeah. it was like, where are we going? And I remember when we got off that one and just came Caleb went outside and he was eating a pasty. And as he was eating a pasty, just burnt pooed all over his hand. <laughs> oh, those trips are always last. Same with the Lake District. Like, I think it took us eight hours to get to our destination. And I was like, we could be in Russia. <laughs> yeah, like, we could literally be in Bali. <laughs> It's the feature time where Sam's into one genre of music, dance. I listen to every other type of music. So now we do we face off song versus song to see which one's better. Exactly. And I'm not going to lie, my music's always better because Mark's always like, why don't we just play this nice indie music from <laughs> Sheffield and it's great. And it's like, why are you Northern first things first? I don't get it. And it's because... never... That would never happen. But you, yeah, of course not. Sorry. It'd always be like, so there I was in, in Henley. And honestly, my mate put this song on and it was amazing. And it was like something to do with the kooks. <laughs> <laughs> so, is that the kooks deep cuts? It's like the kooks that you haven't heard. I mean, everyone's heard all of the kooks. To be fair, you know what? I, I don't want to slam the kooks because kooks are 
ridiculous. Uh, that one song. The Seaside? You no, that's the, the that's the worst song. Well, which one's a good one? <laughs> uh, I thought it's the choral, isn't it? In the, you know, no, not that one. That one's in the morning. I that's should, like, have, should have like, picked that. That's like ultimate dad music, though. That's literally like Sunday morning on Father's Day. In the mo- and then like dancing on the ceiling. Everybody's <laughs> dancing on the ceiling. Uh, no, it's not. So uh, I'll show you mine. It's your song first, right? Yeah. So I've gone for not the classic dance banger, but it is. I would classify dance music. It's a Luna George feet pop can. It's I'm in control and be careful what you say about the song because this is a absolute anthem. Oh god, <laughs> so good. Oh, What a banger. God, I love that song. <laughs> it's a Luna George feat pop can, I'm in control. What do you think, Mark? I thought, I mean, it, it definitely reminds me of our travel theme because it, I would have heard that song 100,000 times when I went to Zanti. And Zanti? Yeah. This, that was all that was playing and it was like me and my mates at the edge of the dance floor nervously waiting and then watching more confident northerners have a good time and then approaching a girl and getting maced. Okay, mate, I'm pretty certain that song was released like last year. Did you go? I'm not saying. I'm did you saying, go to Zanti last year? <laughs> yeah, I went when I was 25. <laughs> and I went to the nice part. Yeah, like, oh, this is rash. You know, if you go to the nice part of those lad islands, they're delightful. They're like paradise. Yeah. It's like Ibiza. Like, there's San Antonio, which is Ibiza, and that is where it's lad central, mm. like, bare lands just with no tops on mm. and look, girls with like curlers in their hair and stuff. And then you go to like the other, the northern part of the island, and it's like, wow, this is probably the most beautiful place I've ever been. Yeah, yeah. Same as that, but yeah, I mean that song. It does, you've been playing some good stuff recently, but now you're back to your disappointing ways of very, very average club music. Well, the only reason I chose that song is because it's the perfect blend of reggaeton and Dutch house, and it's called Mumbaton, <laughs> and it's commercialised quite a lot recently. If you hear that kind of sound, it was actually started quite a while ago. That's pathetic that you've told me that. I feel like I need to wash my ears out. Yeah. Never want to hear that again. What's it called? Mumbaton. Mumbaton. But that's like a really poppy version of Mumbaton. This is the second time you spoke to me about Dutch House. I think you don't realise how little I care about Dutch House. It seems like you care a lot, though, when you look at me and you go, really, tell me more. <laughs> no, that was uh, not good. I'll rate it at the end. Yeah, rate right at the end. But just quickly on that song as well. Reminded me of my summer last year. Great summer. Really fun time. Back-to-back holidays. And going to Croatia. It was so fun. God, I love that song. Um, but now it's your song, right? What? Well, yeah, Little Cream Soda. And I've got, this is going to be an absolute treat for you. So I can't wait. Oh, I'm dreading it. So that again was Little Cream Soda, The White Stripes. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, why we? That's such a. Why can't we just listen to that for two hours on the trot? Because it'll give people a migraine. <laughs> and well, essentially, so I've I've got a few thoughts on this one. A few thoughts on this bad boy. 
A, what happened to the White Stripes? Why have they made music like that? What happened to, what? I want to make my own doorbell. When are you going to ring it? When are you going to ring it? <laughs> I, I, I was thinking about cheesing that day. Because that's a nice song. Yeah, it's a nice song. I don't know where this, I mean, I don't quite, I don't want to be an expert on the White Stripes. My sister is. But I think that's one of the earlier albums. Yeah. It <laughs> seems very much out of their normal sphere I, of tunage. I can't comment. Maybe it's the wrong song for you. Me. Al- <laughs> you always say this stuff. You're like, I don't have the authority to speak on it. It's like, no one has the authority unless you made the song. No, but you, I would have the authority to speak on uh, Kings of Leon albums because oh. I know when they came out. But I Do don't... you know that? Yeah. Oh, why are we doing a show together? You're a loser. <laughs> Kings of Leon, fuck. No, um, take issue with that. <laughs> well, you can take issue with that because you know it's right. No. It's because they suck. <laughs> you joke. The early Whoa. stuff. Yeah. My beep is on fire. <laughs> it's made for mums. Um, anyway, so then it also sounds slightly like Skrillexy dubstep because it's like bow, 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 <laughs> like that. Like maybe this. <laughs> was, <laughs> maybe this was the influence for Skrillex as opposed to Skrillex who came around afterwards. I'm pretty certain it was the other way around. So Skr- Skrillex probably had all these ideas bubbling up in his head, and then White Stripes went. Let Jack you know, White have a few of them. Yeah, come on, Skrill. Let us have it. And also, I feel like that song was literally made for a Jaguar advert. <laughs> like, the new JX. It's like dad rock. It's made for getting down. I mean, I don't know if people listen to this radio for that sort of music. Uh, I think, I'm sure they don't. I think it's normally sort of what they're listening to in the background while they're making a roast. But hopefully they put those potatoes in double time. Yeah, and maybe a little bit more aggressively and mashed them up. So it's like, Mum, why are we having ma- a roast season? It's like, because I listened to an angry song. Yeah, I can't remember the last three minutes of my life. Uh, to be fair, it was actually quite a tame song. Um, <laughs> nah, if, if you listen to like drum and bass and stuff. <laughs> well, yeah, but I don't, drum and bass is the wor- like worse than what you listen to. To be fair, we were at a party last night and someone was like, oh, do you guys like drum and bass? I was like, you can get out of my house. <laughs> because a house party would not put drum and bass on. Like, at a festival, uh, late, and not too late as well, because then it just really tires you out. Like, it's maybe. Just, oh, it's the worst. It's like, cre- it's Creamfields. So you'd have drum and bass, right? Yeah. In some weird shipping container with a hundred chavs. And it's just like, no thanks. But what would you give my song out to? I think, like I said, it's not because recently I've been giving you sevens and eights, but I'd say that's a six. Six, but it's a Luna George, it's great. It's all right, but it's like, you know, if I listen, if it came on in a club, I wouldn't bat an eyelid. I'd just carry on bopping slowly. Fair. So six out of ten. I'd take, I'd take Umbridge with that. Um, is Umbridge even the right word to use? I think Umbridge is a place. <laughs> I think Uxbridge is a place. I know, I'm not, I'm not talking about Uxbridge. <laughs> you were, you're so stupid. Because my, my sister, my girlfriend, <laughs> that's very Freudian, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, my sister, mum, girlfriend. Umbridge is a character in Harry Potter. Oh, Professor Umbridge. Um, she was the principal in the fifth one. Dolores Umbridge. Dolores Umbridge. Went to Harry Potter World yesterday. We can talk about that if you want. Um, but really my song, six out of ten. Your song, I actually think it was banging. Like a bit of a banger. Of course. Like, so I'd give that a 7.5 out of 10, only because it had the high. If it didn't have that, it'd be rubbish. (laughs) Um, But that was I'll Show You Mine, essentially, where Mark listens to heavy rock music and I listen to all dance music, and we just both choose a song and uh, say say some stuff about it. So I went again, as I always do. Uh, So are we heading to another song, or have you got some chat that you want to line up? Um, well, we have the interview with Zoe Tarani coming up in about 15 minutes. And Zoe Tarani is a travel blogger. who has been to 44 countries 
uh, and six continents and she's just going to give us a little bit of an insight on what it's like to be a travel blogger and whether or not being a blogger uh, meets the expectation is that right yeah yeah expectation meets reality yeah so if it's actually that cool being a travel blogger it sounds pretty cool and you can follow her at Zoe Tarani and the whole show this week has been around travel and we do have a couple more lad stories back in the place in your face in your face and we're doing our travel episode and so far we've covered flight delays illness and ilfacoom and i think there's more ilfacoom to come now there is i'm glad you brought it back up mark <laughs> uh no essentially we've got a few more ilfacoom based chat uh so this is where my mic is up i'm pretty tired. sorry i'm freaking you out yeah don't just freak to freak out. sam out every go off in a mouth is your mic up and he goes yeah. Whoa. I'm like, is it? I don't know. Um, but Ilfacoom based chat. Yeah, let's go. Um, I also, so we went to where we were. So we were staying in Ilfacoom when we were like 16 years old, me and all my friends, instead of going to like the cool places like Newquay, New St. Ives. St. Ives? Did yeah. they go there? Uh, it's definitely, I think that's like, was like the cooler Newquay. Yeah. Is it? Well, like for fancy kids. I don't know. I just heard that because, like you, I, we ended up in the Lake District, like under a under a tarpaulin somewhere. Not ideal, but yeah. So on that on that thing. So we uh, right next to our campsite. The only good thing about it was that there was this private beach, and by private beach, it was just a beach where no one went to because it was obviously so out of the way. And we walked down there on one one of the the days we were there, and I. Uh, went for a little snooze in the sun, and I'll come back to that in a minute. Um, but my friend Jimmy went for a swim, and he was like, I'm gonna go touch the boy, like, really out. And it was like a really cool little cove. It actually looked quite a lot like Thailand. You know, like yeah. that, like Koh Phang Yang, or whatever it is. It looked slightly like <laughs> You that. imagine. Yeah, I imagine. But we went into the water, and it was like ice cold yeah. water. And it was like, great. It's like, it barely can go in the water. Muscles stiffen. Yeah, and we went in, and it was like, I'm out. And Jimmy was like, I'm going to go swim to the boy. Jimmy swam all the way to the boy, touched it, like, hey, Jimmy, Jimmy, um, And then as he was coming back, we just noticed that there were, like, jellyfish, oh. like, everywhere in the water. And it was like, oh, wait, Jimmy, be careful. And I mean, like, as he was swimming towards us, so going into this cove, like two walls of jellyfish were like closing in on him. And he was like, guys, you can see like really getting quite scared. And he like <laughs> narrowly avoided being essentially killed by jellyfish. <laughs> and after that, they all went for a little explore. And I was like, I'm a bit tired because I barely slept. So I'm going to have a little nap in the sun. And I woke up four hours later, so, so sunstroked. So sunstroked. Yeah, literally. What was the Burnt. No, like I had sunstroke. You got sunstroke. Were you like shivering and stuff? No, no, nah, maybe I didn't have that. <laughs> but I do remember being like, "Oh my word, I'm gonna die." Yeah. Well, my lads, sixteen Lake District extravaganza. Um, we made friends with some of the local girls, and um, we invited them to a mound in a field for the evening where we were gonna have a bonfire and a few a few drinks, nice. <laughs> like drinks and canapes. <laughs> and as we were walking towards the hill where the girls were trying to look cool as possible the beers which we had got from a supermarket uh managed to look old enough we were carrying them on our shoulders to try and look as cool as possible and then my mate slipped in some cow pack <laughs> <laughs> and he as he fell to the floor the bottle every single beer that he was holding <laughs> smashed on the floor <laughs> and that literally took our beer hall from like 40 to 20 
and there was like 16 of us and oh. so it was just like everyone's entitled to a beer and a beer and an eighth each <laughs> yeah, like, whoa, 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 you've had your eighth there becky and it was so cold and raining because it's never sunny in the lake district and at 11 p.m one of my mates was like i want to go home <laughs> <laughs> horrible times <laughs> brutal times but we've coming up is it the adverts and then the interview yeah so we've got so i think because we've because we have done a terrible job at giving people an insight into travel today yeah. because we haven't done much ourselves we've employed a professional yeah to actually take you through what it's like to be a travel blogger, blogger. and a bit of just an adventurer a brave person yeah exactly whereas we haven't left the m25 so Toronto's covered nearly every continent uh so Which makes me feel pretty bad yeah and just one thing on the uh Come out to Ilfacombe quick. Oh, sorry. I know there's loads. Why? I know. Is it, is it boring? No. Let's get it out. All right. So we went down to Ilfacombe one day because we had nothing, like nothing Why to do. Why are you in Ilfacombe? Is this a separate trip? No. So essentially we... Oh, is it still the same? Same. I mean, you were bored there. I'm bored hearing about it. <laughs> so we were there and we were like, we're so bored. We'll go down to Ilfacombe, which is like eight miles away. So we've got a bus there. And on the way there, on the bus, like there was kids like on the road just throwing rocks at the bus <laughs> and then when we got to Ilfacombe it was like one of those weird vibes where like it was super hostile <laughs> and you think for like a seaside town everyone would be like let's be mates let's be like oh so bloody hell let's be friends like you know oh, but it was actually horrendous and these guys came up to us outside Subway and were like Oi, you know, like trying to start on us essentially, and then all, all of us just were silent, standing there, getting started on, and then we were like, "Oh no!" And then they went, "Oh, they're, they're obviously just Spanish; they don't speak any English." <laughs> so we just pretended to be like people who didn't speak any English. Very nice. <laughs> and good guess with the Sp- why Spanish? Probably because you were so sunburned, you had a bit of a bronzing by then. Just like, oh, oh that, guy, that guy looks like he's been in Spain all his life. <laughs> he doesn't look good. What's the best flight you've ever been on? The best. Oh, but no, no one enjoys <laughs> flights. I think maybe when I was younger and like I was on Virgin Virgin Atlantic, and that's the first time I had had a TV in my seat. That's pretty cool. And it had like three episodes of Power Rangers on repeat, and I was like, oh yeah, because <laughs> that was also a time where you would happily watch the same thing over yeah. and over and over again. I know. I don't know. Like because now, if I did that, they'd be like, you've got the Power Rangers. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna die. Yeah, like, oh no. The best flight I ever got was when I was going to Costa Rica and I was sat next to possibly the smallest person I've ever seen. Like, it was just this tiny little woman. And she was actually on the aisle seat as well, and I had the window seat, which also made it slightly better. Mm. And I just remember her being so still for like 10 whole hours and like so small that I could just get up and like walk past her. (laughs) And it was like, this is the dream, you know? And then like at 10 hours time, she kind of was like half woke up and I was like, you again? She's like, I'm not feeling very well. And I was like, like, oh no. But then I got on the same flight back. So from Costa Rica to London, I had the worst flight I've ever had where I sat. So I sat again, same seat on the aisle. Uh, and this woman came over to me and was like, look, excuse me, mister, like, I hope you don't mind. My, this is my first time in America, uh, into London, and I'm with my daughter here, but we've been sat different seats and stuff. And I was mm. like, oh, what? Yeah, like, I was going to say. Do I'm you want like, me to move? No. And she was like, would you mind switching? And I was like, what no. seat have you got? Yeah. And she was like, it's, it's also on an aisle. Don't worry. And I was like, fair, fair enough. All right, I'll swap with you. And what she failed to mention was it an aisle on one of the big middle ones. 
Oh. Which is just not an aisle seat. Travis, but were you next to a baby daughter? No, I was sat next to two old Hispanic people who didn't speak any English and were like really old and had like bladder problems because I had to be, <laughs> they'd like look at me and yeah. I'd have to like take the cue that they needed to go to the toilet. But when she moved you, were you originally sitting next to her daughter? Yeah. Okay. See, that's because, I mean, this makes me sound like the worst person in the world, but I'll be struggling so hard to agree with that. What would you just be like, nah? I'd be like, where is it? And they'd be like, there. And I'd be like, oh, you've really done me. I want money. Yeah, I'd be like, I need, like, some cash at least. 70 euros. This is not my vibe. Yeah. And we're back. It's time for the interview with Zoe Dottorani, travel blogger. I explain it all very eloquently in the uh, intro. So, should we jump to part one? Of the interview with Zoe Tarani, travel blogger. It's my turn to do the Desert Island Disc. So, the Desert Island Disc intro is just a brief summary of what you do. Okay. And see how, see how you like it. Okay, then. So, we'll begin now. Okay. Zoe Tarani is a popular travel blogger who has captured scenes in over 44 countries in six continents. She defines her passion for travels by claiming, I have a thing for views and sitting on uncomfortable rocks. Zoe, how are you today? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. Sam's here as well with me as always. Yeah, thank you. And also, by the way, Mark, that was a very impressive intro. Usually (laughs) I do it and I muck it up. I know, I know. But I mean, my heart is, again, I feel like I'm going to pass out from just reading out that one sentence. Yeah. But I'm glad I got it out. So, first thing, six consonants. Mm -hmm. I Googled and there's seven. Mm-hmm. I thought there were five. <laughs> no. I thought there were six. <laughs> and I was like, she's been to it more. So, so we've got Africa, Antarctica, Asia, Australia, Oceania, Europe, North America, and South America. Which one haven't you been to? Antarctica. Yeah, that's when I was reading them out. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, unless you've been on a freighter for a month, I don't know yeah. how you would have got there. Because Antarctica's quite extreme. Exactly. Yeah. It is on its one of my number one places I want to go to but it's quite difficult well it's expensive to get there exactly there's no easy jet yeah. flight maybe there will be um, but Sam's going to start with the questions because his are most relevant to my intro so Sam you take yours away yeah so Mark's already said that you've been to 44 countries and 6 continents what was your favourite country and what was your favourite continent and why so I can't give one answer for this. It would be like saying, what's my favorite child? Um, so <laughs> different countries for different reasons. Um, I would say Burma is one of them because uh, the people I've met there were the kindest I've ever met. Um, and Philippines, mm-hmm. best beaches and water. And then Iceland, um, it's so beautiful there. It's kind of the, the scenery is otherworldly mm-hmm. yeah I've been to Iceland have you been to Iceland I've never been all I know about Iceland is it is expensive <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's a great travel insight yeah. so I um, I went there about five years ago but in more recent years it's become quite fashionable to go to Iceland everyone seems to be going there and I really want to go again but I'm just worried it's super touristy now which I usually try to avoid mm-hmm but what I'm going to do next time is you can rent these cars and you can put get them where they have tents on top and then I'm going to drive it around to all the places no one else goes to and camp. Oh, yeah. That sounds really cool. That'd be amazing. So, Iceland Blue Lagoon, isn't that like a really popular place to go to? Yeah. 
Have you been there? Yeah. I went there. I mean, it Have is you like, been there? it is rammed. It's more like a yeah. jacuzzi at a leisure centre. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So just to go back to that, so Burma, Philippines, and Iceland. Yeah. So would your favourite continent be? Asia. Asia, yeah. <laughs> two out of those three. I was going to say Iceland, Asia. I was like doing the maths in my head, yeah. like, wait, what? <laughs> um, all right then, so you have one day left on the earth, or this earth. Uh, where would you be? And it can't be with your family. Wouldn't be with my family anyway. Okay. <laughs> so in California, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, yeah. mum and dad. Uh, um, Antarctica, as we mentioned before. Okay, yeah. Because um, it's so expensive, it's why I haven't been. But if I've got one day left, I would put it all on a credit card, and then I'm dead afterwards. They can't come to me for the money. Fair Which enough. Just go to the next kid. <laughs> <laughs> that's how credit works, people. Yeah. Little uh, financial advice. Yeah. Okay, that's a nice one. And then, you know, are you from your Instagram that I was looking at? And what's your your handle again? Zoe Tarani. My name. Yeah, Zoe Dot Tarani. Zoe Dot Tarani. For people wanting to follow. Yeah. <laughs> Great a pictures. Pl a plug. Yeah. A little plug for you. Thank you. Um, so in your pictures, it's you usually on your own. Mm -hmm. Are you always solo traveling? And if so, are you, do you ever get a bit lonely? I would say about 95% of the time I'm on my own. Um, and no, I don't get lonely. I kind of like my own company. And a lot of the trips I do are on weekends and because I have so many things I'm trying to fit in. You don't, don't have time to be lonely anyway. Mm, fair enough. I'd be so lonely. Yeah. Not, not to, to, to change your mind, I think it's very impressive that you've got such a strong character. I, I'd be falling apart. I'd be there like, Mom? Um, but you say that you go on the weekends as well and it yeah. kind of feeds nicely into the next question, which is, are you away like every weekend? Because you are posting a lot. Yeah, so I, I, it is a little bit of an illusion. Um, I kind of go through stages. I might have a bunch of weekends in a row where I'm away and then a few weekends where I'm not. Um, sometimes I'll go every other weekend, but um, I spread out my pictures throughout the week. Smart. <laughs> yeah, that's the way Because I was going to say, like, I'm pretty certain you posted today. Yeah. You are in London. <laughs> Unless you came back very quickly. Oh. No. Fair enough. So, um, to get, talking about the pictures, I mean, they always look so perfect. What time do you have to get up in the morning to really be at peak hike place, you know, like the best view? Um, it depends what kind of hike you're doing. So mm. if you're doing a mountain, um, maybe you'll spend the night sort of at the base camp and then you'll get up super early so you can get to the summit for sunrise. So you're getting up at like three in the morning, say. Mm. But for a regular hike, a daytime hike, I'll just get up when it's sunny out and go out. Like daylight? Yeah, pretty much. How do you feel about 3 a.m., 4 a.m. starts then? <laughs> Awful, no, I'm out. <laughs> Even if it was like Mount Kilimanjaro or whatever, I'd be like, no, I'm okay. Yeah, what was that mountain in South in Africa that you climbed? Um, Tupacal. Tupacal. Twice. How half high is that? Twice half in half a year. Yeah. And how high is that? Do you know? Oh, God, 4,300 and something, I think. Well, 4,000 yeah. something. Did it meters. feel high? Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the second time was actually easiest. The first time you could feel the lack of oxygen, but I think because I'd already done it once by the second time, it was easy. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, but it's really easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I think I went, I went to Costa Rica a couple of years ago, the full extent of my kind of adventuring. Um, and we did like a, like a walk up a hill, essentially, and I trapped my foot in a rock. And <laughs> no, I was in acne, but sorry. <laughs> um, so again, you always seem to get the perfect angle on these photos. And I've always wondered for Instagram, how many pictures do you think that you're taking to actually get the perfect photo? It's not just the first <laughs> no, one. No. Yeah, exactly. So I use um, I use a GoPro and I have a tripod attachment. 
and I will set it on time lapse. So it takes a picture every half a second. So I'll set up my shot, what I want, and then I'll jump in the frame, control it with my phone, jump around a bit, <laughs> and then go back and have a look at the footage and find are, the one. Are other random people seeing Watching you me, just yeah. dance around? Yeah, yeah I've always wanted <laughs> <laughs> Some places I'm on my own, but other places there are a lot of people around there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. And they do offer to take my picture for me, but no. <laughs> <laughs> That's not my vibe. Um, and I don't know if you're gonna say something on this, but you just mentioned GoPro. Mm -hmm. Like, what's the story there? Oh yeah, they commented on my, my photo, said I should enter it for an award. There twice. you go. Have you entered it? Yes. What's the award? Um, GoPro award, so it's um, you. It's a prize prize mount mm. if you win the award. I think for a picture, I think it's about £500 mm. and then you get promoted on their site. Oh, fair yeah. enough. Well, hopefully that goes well. It's getting better than you. you. GoPro haven't picked you up yet, right? Not just yet, <laughs> and I keep sending them lots of photos. <laughs> <laughs> so, you go on a lot of trips, but how expensive is it? And for people who want to do travel or travel blogging, how do you find the, the best budget? So it's actually a weekend away in Europe. I will spend most of the time spend less money than if I'd stayed in London that weekend. That's mm. including flight and accommodation, depending on when, where you go. So if you go to Scandinavia, like forget it, that's expensive. But if you travel south or east, um, yeah, if you, what I do is I budget by booking, finding a cheap flight, um, which I do through, do you want to know how? how? Yeah, yeah, yeah so finally, I, go for it. I, uh, what I'll do is on Skyscanner, I'll enter my, um, say there's a particular weekend I want to go away, um, I'll enter the dates, enter my origin, and then click to go anywhere and then see where, where's the cheapest to fly to, for example. Nice. Or alternatively, if there's a specific place I want to go to, I'll enter origin and destination and then pick a whole month and see when is cheapest to fly. So I pretty much find cheap flights through there. Nice. Decent tips there. Yeah. yeah. Content that is educational to everyone. Useful That's content. what we give. Um, so last question for me. I mean, you saw the question before. I was trying to <laughs> see how to phrase this. Have you ever felt in danger, and then I put brackets, of falling, but I don't, yeah. I don't just mean, like, have you ever like, worried about tripping over? Is there any time that you've nearly been in a serious situation whilst um, doing anything? Well, I can answer both of those kind of differently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I fall over a lot. <laughs> but um, actually, when I was in Morocco, I got the nickname Mountain Goat because I'm actually quite agile in mountains. Oh. It just happens to be on the flats that I fall over because you, you let your guard down. Oh, yeah, yeah. But um, <laughs> I've had one situation where I did, this isn't an exaggeration, but I thought I was going to die. Mm. Um, so this was in um, Vanuatu. It's an island in the South Pacific. I was staying on Tanner Island which is known for the most accessible active volcano in the world. So oh. you walk right up to the rim, you see the lava and all the smoke. Um, this story has nothing to do with the volcano, by the way. So anyway, we're in the middle of this huge tropical storm and I need to get over a river. So to get from one side of the island to the other, you have to cross this river. The only way across it is through it. So you would drive through it or walk through it. But because of the storm, the river has risen and it's really powerful and fierce. So we can't drive through it. So it's me and a few of the locals. So we're walking kind of up and down, trying to find a safe way to cross, um, can't find anywhere. So what the locals do is on the other side of the river and on my side, they kind of get in to form a chain to try and get me through it. And they're all bigger and stronger <laughs> than me. So 
I take, uh, I walk into the river and immediately just feel the force of it. And once I've got my footing, I continue through, get to the middle and the water is at like um, chest height and it completely sweeps me off my feet. Mm. And these guys are holding on to me. And in that moment, I was just thinking, oh my God, like what an idiot. Um, (laughs) I could, I'm actually, I could die here. And I'm gonna be that tourist that you hear about that does something stupid on holiday and dies. Um, But then, made it through to the other end obviously and i'm safe yeah but what was quite funny was my shorts had been pulled off and yeah. i was wearing white panties which <laughs> as you know when they get wet get see-through oh, oh no <laughs> it's like an in-betweeners episode <laughs> i was gonna say yeah that's like a sitcom how did the locals take did they did they ignore oh, no, they're, it they're quite happy <laughs> did they yeah. just look above at head height, <laughs> not looking in well that's mad I, I mean i've never been that close before but then again i'm, I'm not the most well-traveled person yeah. Uh, Reading. I've been to Reading a few times. Bristol. Uh, yeah, I nearly, I've, I nearly fell over in Iceland when I was on a craggy rock, mm-hmm. but I can't say that I was nearly swept away by a river surge. Nice. Um, and just a few ones that actually aren't on here, okay. so I hope you don't mind <laughs> asking. Uh, have you got any travel essentials that you always bring with you? GoPro. Just your GoPro? Always take my GoPro. <laughs> GoPro selfie stick with my GoPro or GoPro stick and it's tripod um, on my phone. phone. Yeah. Nice. And sunglasses. Not yeah. machete. Yeah, sunglasses. Nah. No. <laughs> no, no weaponry at all. No weaponry. Nah. First thing that springs to my mind. Weaponry. Weaponry. Yeah. <laughs> Always weaponry. Um, and on top of that as well, what's like one of the most surreal moments you've had whilst you've been on one of your adventures? Surreal? I think one of my favorite experiences is when I summited Mount Tubkal in the winter. Mm. Um, Cause it's one of the toughest things I've ever done. And just getting to that top and just feeling that sense of achievement and the views were insane. Um, and just know you didn't have to walk up anymore. Mm. Um, and then you got to slide down in the snow instead of walking down, it was great. Nice, yeah, that is cool. Nice. Uh, any more questions from you? Uh, no. no? But do you want to ask us anything? <laughs> it's, like, um, it's like a topic. I'm joking. Um, <laughs> um, so uh, that was Zoe Tarani, a travel blogger. Follow her on zoe.tarani uh, on Instagram. Uh, we will also be publicizing her through our Insta feeds and everything. Yeah. So check her, check, find her through us. Uh, so thanks very much, Zoe. Thank you for having me. Okay. And we'll be back to the studio, I suppose, is what yeah. happens at this point. Back to you, Sam and Mark. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely. So it's the saddest part of my day and week and year. Yeah. It's the end of the show. Oh, uh, yeah, I know. It's the saddest part for me as well. It's so sad. I actually don't like it when it ends, but we have only got 10 seconds. Okay. Um, so essentially, you've been listening to Sam Peck and Mark Ellings on... Shouldn't you be working Wandsworth Radio? Legend. Nice. Uh, and to the, our texter, we did have a winner. And the winner of our texter, which was what was the world's most delayed flight, it goes to Arthur Gayton with 28 hours and it was a flight from Abu Dhabi to San Francisco 12 hours on the tarmac right they spent 12 hours waiting on the tarmac which just is not ideal and did the winner google it uh, I, I'm pretty certain they did because that's quite a lo- like a level of detail that I don't think you can kind of get elsewhere <laughs> but um, next week we will have on uh, I don't know yet actually I don't know <laughs> 
uh, potentially an astronaut. So that would be quite cool. So we're going to le- love and leave you with Song 2 by Blur. Thank you for listening, guys, and See spread the love. Bye. Bye.